It's time for Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point on the WFAN Giants Radio Network. Driven by the Hess Toy Truck, here's Lance Meadow. Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point is brought to you by American-made Peerless Boilers. Go to peerlessboilers.com for a dealer near you. NRG, the official energy provider of the New York Football Giants. Learn more at pick. NRG.com and by PSENG, committed to providing safe, reliable energy now and in the future, and brought to you by Mercedes Benz, the official luxury vehicle of the New York Giants. Lance Meadow with you as we are recapping a Giants 13 7 victory over the Eagles as the Giants get back on the winning track. They improve to 4 7 overall, the Eagles dropping to 5-7 and seven on the season as the Giants now have made it back-to-back wins against the Eagles. Both victories coming here at MetLife Stadium. This was an Eagles team that had been rushing the ball with extreme efficiency during the course of the last four games, but they did the same thing against the Giants. They ran the ball for over 200 yards, but they turned the ball over four times, and the Giants able to make a defensive stop at the very end as you had Xavier McKinney come through with some big plays down the stretch on that last possession. They were extremely opportunistic as the Eagles were unable to punch it into the end zone and the Giants hold them off 13-7. to We will be hearing from head coach Joe Judge. We'll also be getting some player reaction as we move forward here. So hang tight. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point on the WFAN Giants radio network. Driven by the Hess Toy Truck. This is Xavier McKinney, and you're listening to Giants Football on the Fan, WFAN, and WFAN-FM, New York. Welcome back to Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point. Lance Meadow with you as the Giants top the Eagles 13-7 here at MetLife Stadium. Big Blue Kickoff Live is the Giants' daily call-in show on Giants.com every weekday at 12.30 p.m., all part of the Giants Podcast Network. The archives can be found on the Giants mobile app and on all popular podcast platforms. So this was a game in which the Philadelphia Eagles piled up 332 total yards. I mentioned they ran for over 200, but the Giants' defense really had that bend-but-don't-break type of philosophy today because the Eagles were able to move the ball, but when they were within striking distance, more often than not, the Giants came through with some takeaways, especially, most notably, right at the end of the first half. You had the Eagles threatening. They decided to take a shot into the end zone. And Tate Crowder came through, picked off Jalen Hurts, so the Eagles walked away with no points there. Then they had their last possession when they were right on the peripheral of the red zone, and Hurts tried to throw it over the middle. It went right through Rager's hands onto the floor, and he had another shot earlier in the drive down the left sideline. It went off of Rager's helmet incomplete. So the Eagles certainly had opportunities, but the Giants' defense came through and wins a low-scoring battle 13-7 to as the Giants finally solved the riddle within the NFC East to gain a victory at home. They're going to have the Eagles again, and then they're going to have Washington and Dallas once again as we head down the stretch of this season. But they get a bounce-back win off a short week in which they lost Monday night to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in a lopsided game. Big storyline coming into this contest, of course, was the change in play caller, Freddie Kitchens taking over for Jason Garrett. And the Giants' offense had its ups and downs in terms of offensive execution. Daniel Jones was able to connect with Chris Myrick. One of very few tight ends was actually active today because you did not have Kyle Rudolph and you did not have Caden Smith. Both of those guys were out due to injury, but Myrick made a grab where he had bobbled the ball. It was really caught on his legs. He managed to get a hand, a glove underneath the football and was able to hold on to that. Other than that, the Giants pretty much leaned on their defense as the Eagles had opportunity after opportunity, but they were not able to finish off drives because they coughed up the football. Jalen Hurts had three interceptions. Boston Scott on a run lost the ball. Dexter Lawrence a heads-up play. So a variety of defenders putting their stamp on this victory as the Giants go to 4-7 and seven and the Eagles now fall to 5-7. and seven. They had... Won three of their last four. A lot of momentum entering this contest, but the Giants put an end to that. We will step aside. Coming up, we'll hear from head coach Joe Judge. We'll also get some player reaction as we move forward here on Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point on the WFAN Giants radio network. Driven by the Hess Toy Truck. This is Tay Crowder, and you're listening to Giants Football on the Fan, WFAN, 
and WFAN-FM, New York. Welcome back to Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point. Lance Meadow with you. Giants beat the Eagles 13-7. to Let's hear from head coach Joe Judge. What you're doing, you got to play through the storm a little bit. So a lot of credit to those guys in terms of how they play. We'll see them in a few weeks. And uh, we got some things to look at on tape. And obviously, you know, make sure we keep moving in the right direction as a team. That being said, open up any questions you have. How did you feel like the operation went with uh, Freddie calling plays today? You know what? I was pleased on the way the offensive coaches worked throughout the week. I was pleased on how they communicated on the sideline, made some adjustments. Obviously, there's some things we've got to go ahead and continue to do better. You know, and make sure that we have avenues for, you know, plays and, and put ourselves in position to be more productive in some areas. But I was pleased with some of the adjustments down the stretch. You know, it was a very productive drive we had in the fourth quarter. Got the ball backed up, took a lot of time off it, ended up with points, put us in position to make it a touchdown game. That was critical, you know, within this situation here. I was pleased with how those guys all worked together throughout the week, got their players prepared. I was very pleased with how the players responded throughout the week in terms of working and then performing today, you know, as a team. Your defense produced four turnovers today. I, I know sometimes those things come in bunches, but what was – what was different and what worked so well for you guys this afternoon? I think with the defense, the point we made this week was it's just about team defense. And that sounds generic, right? We say that a lot, team defense. When you play a team like this and when you look at the offense in terms of how they make a lot of plays and they've been so productive with the run game specifically in the last few weeks and really what leads to those runs being so productive. And a lot of times it's they do a good job coming off the ball, so don't take this the wrong way. But you know they do a really good job more so than just knocking you off the ball of getting you out of lanes, getting you misfits, getting the edge, getting you out of C-gap, whatever it may be. And they really go ahead and they pose a threat and pose issues with the way that quarterback can run. And the one thing he does a really, really good job of is he holds that thing at that mesh point for a long time. And that really forces the read and it forces it to declare as a defense and how you're going to play. And this guy does a really good job of running this offense in terms of taking what you give him. And you can see that in every game. You see that today as well, that he's very productive with his legs. And he knows how to extend plays. But really, those quarterback runs are design runs he does a really good job of. So... You know, we talk about the defense preparing this week. It's all about assignment football, okay? It's all about kind of just playing your job, playing your role, and trusting everyone. Now, this isn't like playing Georgia Tech, you know, or not anymore, but it's not like playing a triple option teams, okay, where you're facing those kinds of schemes. But it's very similar in terms of you've got to play that assignment defense against this team and understand how the pieces fit and who has each responsibility and trust the guys to make the plays. There are linebackers as a whole did a good job tackling today in space. Thought there were opportunities that we got after him in the past game and put some pressure on. That was a bonus. But in terms of the run game, I thought the tackling overall was good. Now, there's some we've got to correct. There's some things in the open field. We had bad entry. Got to keep our feet moving into contact, keep our eyes up, wrap, and get them on the ground. But I thought overall, one of the biggest folks we had this week was tackling. And it was a shorter week, so we didn't have a pad of practice. Went out there and went live and popped pads. So that's something you've got to make sure you get and simulate in different ways. But the open field work is critical preparing for a team like this and a player like him. All right, where you've got to really be good and disciplined in space to play with your feet moving, the right entry, the right leverage, and finish the tackle. I thought overall as a team that was good. And obviously, there's some that he made us miss, and we got to keep improving. We don't have any missed tackles, but you got to minimize them against a team like this. Joe, one of the things that you guys did, you picked him three times, he'd thrown five all year. I mean, was it pressure or what? Well, it's, it's always a combination of everything. It's always a combination of, number one, can you stop the run and put them in a position where they have to throw? And then when they do throw, can you get enough pressure on them that even if it's not directly on that play, does that, you know, does that accumulate throughout the game that they feel that pressure in their head and that internal clock running? And then it comes down to playing assignment football on the back end as well with Xavier and those guys in terms of breaking and making the interceptions. Uh, you know, obviously Tay had one and a half, but it's just being in the right place, right time, but playing with good discipline. If it's man, you got to play your leverage. you got to look through your man. If it's zone, you got to play the right depth, right zone. you got to make sure that you're keying the quarterback and you're moving it the right way. You know, so you've got to play your assignment. I think really just as a whole, the plays come to you when you play your assignment, you play the right technique, right discipline, you play flying around the ball. Can you talk about the development of Xavier and Julian Love? Yeah, so I think both guys really just make constant improvement. You know, Zay's a guy that last year obviously missed a significant amount of development time with being hurt. And, uh, you know, you saw him last year improve every week. He's a guy that this year has continuously gotten better, you know, and, you know, part of the thing with the defense early on is you got to put the right guys in the right places, right? Find out how to use your guys best, be most productive. One thing we've really found with him is, look, this guy can do a lot of things close to the line of scrimmage. He can blitz, he can cover man. You know, he can play underneath as a robber. He does all those things very well. The one thing he really does exceptionally well is playing a deep part of the field. And that's where he's made a lot of plays right now. He plays with very good vision, very good instincts. He's very intelligent. He understands what he's seen earlier in that game as well as on tape to kind of go ahead and calculate the formation along with the personnel of how they're using it, what they're going to get to. But he plays a good discipline on the back end of the field. And he's made a lot of plays by sitting back there, letting the play develop. And then he's obviously has a skill set physically to make those breaks and finish with those catches right there. 
Coach. So you have a lot of moving parts in the secondary. Can you talk about those guys at the end, especially the play of Aaron Robinson? Yeah, so we lost a couple guys, obviously, with getting injured. Um, so we'll check on them, see where they're at. I know right now they're both getting looked at, you know, by the medical team. You know, in terms of, you know, the next guy coming up, that's why we practice everyone, prepare everybody. You know, we talk about it all the time. You know, whoever's in the game has to be productive and produce. A-Rob's a guy similar in a lot of ways to what Zay dealt with last year, as we just talked about, in terms of he missed a lot of time, you know, in development because of the injury situation. And he's improved every week. And this guy has a really good skill set. Uh, he's very instinctive. This guy plays physical. You know, but what you see week after week is for these young guys especially, they have to understand how to really make sure they play with the right technique discipline in these matchups. Because the reality is everyone they're ever going to cover in this league is a good athlete. Everyone's got a skill set. That's why they're here. So you got to play with the right fundamentals and discipline. And he's really improved on that aspect of it right there. And obviously, you know, he's very aggressive, you know, at the point of attack with the ball coming right there as far as making breakups or getting hand on the ball. Um, I like the way this guy works. You know, he's, he's not shy. He's got a quiet demeanor to him. The guys know he's always listening, but he's a very good communicator at the same time, which is kind of you know, ironic to say that you know, he's not, you know, he's quiet, but he's a good communicator. I think the thing he does best in communicating, though, is he listens. Then he listens and he listens to the install. He listens to the coaching points, and he learns from other people's mistakes. With the coverage-wise, you guys have done it before, but putting Bradbury on Devontae Smith, seemed to kind of work into what your game plan was, allowed the other guys to play their assignments. Did you was that kind of the plan going in and that were you impressed with Lloyd Bradbury? That was part of it and then there's also some adjustments within the game. You know, I mean we've look in this game plan there was there was, you know, plan in terms of just matching up based on alignment as well as matching based on personnel. I think James has done a good job. Um, look he's a guy that you know works extremely hard for us. He's a really good leader for us. And he really leads his style as, you know, he's a leader by example. He's not afraid to put his arm around the guy and challenge him. But James really comes to work every day. And there's a lot of days that, you know, there's a lot of things people don't know about James in terms of days that he comes there. Maybe we have a plan with the medical team. If we got to pull off this guy today, we got to get this guy a little extra rest. Next thing you know, you look out there and there's, there's 24 getting one-on-ones. You know, and you kind of tell them, walk over and say, hey, James, you know, you can back you down a little bit right here. And they'll say, no, nope, they're out here working. I want to get here too. I don't want to be the guy standing there watching. So you really appreciate and respect the guy who does that. You respect the way he works, and obviously he's a productive player for a lot of reasons. But to me, I think he's very productive because of how he works in practice and carries over the game. So, look, that number six, Smitty, a, he's a heck of a player, guys. I mean, he's a guy, when you play against him, you got to know where he's at because you know the quarterback knows where he's at. And he's got to make plays going down the field, and he can really challenge you guys. And he's an explosive player. Like I said earlier in the week, this guy I think is everything everyone thought he could be coming out. I mean, he's one of the top players at his position in the league, and that's a lot to say now. At a young age, but this guy's really a special type of player, and you know we're obviously going to see him a whole lot. So we got to make sure that you know next time we see him, I'm sure they're going to have a different plan and find a way to match us up and create ways to get him open. And we got to keep improving with our techniques as a team and put him in a position to be successful. I'll get to everyone. I'll get there. I promise. The ceremony is at halftime with Strahan, yep. so you're not seeing it. But does the team feel that? Does this team feel the presence of Strahan, especially at a game like this where the defense did carry it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And we talk about it, you know, earlier in the week in terms of like what's going on logistically at the game. You know, they come out for halftime stuff. But, you know, with a guy like Strahan being honored, I mean, we're always big on the history of the organization, right? We talk about the area, the people we represent, and the history of the organization, who came before us in terms of, you know, who we represent. Look, I'm going to be honest with you. When you get a guy, you know, being honored like that, you don't want to go out there and lay an egg. Let's just be honest with what it is. You don't ever want to do that. But you don't want to go out there, you know, Michael Strahan's out there being honored for the great player he was when he did for this team. You don't want to go out there and lay an egg, especially defensively, right? I mean, those guys are conscious of it. You know, Leonard Williams said to me, you know, I'll let him talk for himself, but Leonard said to me coming out after halftime, he goes, it's good to see Strahan out here, you know? And it's like they're very, very conscious of that. They're very conscious of the people who came before us, very conscious of the players you know, have made impact to this team over the years. You know, the only pictures we have in the building are former players, okay? We got the boroughs. We got the area of North Jersey. We got the, you know, area so everyone's alert and aware of, you know, who we represent to know the areas, and then we got pictures of former players. That's all we got. We don't need a bunch of you know motivational sayings and all that type of stuff. All we need is just who and where. That's all that's important. With the offense there, um, how much of an emphasis was put on trying to get the ball to some of your playmakers in space? We saw you guys try to get the ball really to Kenny in certain yeah. spots, Saquon, even Daniel. It seemed like you know the plan early get him out in space, make some plays. How much was that an emphasis throughout the week and? Was that, that was, that that was, was the emphasis, changes. Jordan. Yeah, Jordan, that was the emphasis, period. Yeah, and I explained earlier in the week in terms of just how I see the game, and I see the game through players. That's just the way I see the game. And, uh, 
you know, to me, it's important to make sure that we're involving all of our guys. Uh, sometimes, you know, we were put in positions today to make some plays. Kenny made some huge catches for us down, you know, down the stretch. He's obviously an issue in the red area. We had two opportunities to get the ball to him in the end zone. Um, you know, I'm not going to sit here and talk about anything, you know, what happened within the game, but obviously it's something that drew a lot of attention to it. And, uh, you know, look, it's all about players. That's it. It's what we do our job for. It's about the players. We want to put them in a position to make plays, give them a chance to be successful. So in terms of the plan, look, there's not going to be any secret. The reality is, yeah, we're going to always look for a way to get the ball to our players. That's it. And when you were asked about the operation, what did you think about the actual play calls and the, the sort of the way that, you know, Freddie went about it and uh, sort of the, the rhythm to it that he, that I thought he had? All those guys working together did a really good job of talking through the series, make some necessary adjustments. Not every play was perfect. Okay, there's a lot of things we have to go back and make sure we correct and keep pushing forward and working with. All right, and kind of looking at you know what worked, what didn't, how we can go ahead and improve on that. However, in terms of how those guys work together operationally with it, I was very pleased with it. I was very pleased with it. So, Joe, the last time you had the ball on the third and ten, Daniel ends up rolling out, sliding. Is the idea there only throw it if a guy is wide open, or do you have to be aggressive there to try to get the first down and run out the clock? Well, they're going to use their last timeout right there, right? So we don't want to give them a freebie and then all of a sudden give them a drive with a timeout. So, yeah, that's part of it right there. I don't think it's really any kind of trade secret. I think everyone, you know, operationally within, you know, coaching, like, you know, understands kind of what you're doing there. So, I mean, look, there's times we can go ahead and just drop straight back and sit in the pocket and, and zing it down the field. We got confidence on doing that if you got the right matchup, if you got the right situation. For us today, you know, we had a lot of confidence in terms of how our defense was playing. Uh, look, I'm a big believer in kind of situationally managing the game. I thought it was, you know, big force right there that if they're going to get the ball back, we're going to make them play rushed. Was it frustrating only to hold the ball for 23 seconds in that spot? Say one more time. Was it frustrating only to hold the ball in 23, for 23 seconds on that drive that you weren't able to? I mean, four-minute football, which is the situation on run the clock, I ultimately want to go ahead and finish with the ball in your hand. But, look, you talk through all the situations. So you talk about the second we get the ball back, the first person I go to, all right, is Freddie, okay? And I talk to him and Duels and Jerry and Tyke and all the guys on the headset, and we're all talking about what we're thinking about. We've had these conversations throughout the week. So when we called those plays today, that's not the first time we talk about what we're going to call. And we talk about four-minute offense on Thursday night. We talk about it on Friday. We talk about it on the Saturday coordinators meeting. We talk about it in my office at the stadium today in terms of four-minute, two-minute, what are we thinking here? Then you get through the game and you say, okay, four minutes coming up, what are we thinking? So. You know, after I go ahead and hit them, of okay, here's the flow of first, second, third down. We got to start thinking about. Then I go right to T Mac and Tom. I start talking about okay, let's talk about the situations coming up. If we don't finish this right here, it's a got to have the punt situation. What do we expect? Probably a rush, which is what we got. Okay, how are we going to handle this right here? How we handle the situation? Then I go to Pat, and it's like, all right, Pat, let's just be ready right now to play defense against a two-minute drill where they need a touchdown with no timeouts. So that's the situation right there, and you lay it out and you play it. Now before that, there's other situations that come up as well. You know, so you got to talk through all the things that are coming up. I want all the coaches always thinking through processes and talking to the players. I don't want the players surprised. So when it hits third down and we're on offense, that punt team better be ready on the sideline, right? Because Tom and T-Mac got to talk to them about here's the situation, here's how we're going to address it, what are we expecting to get based on the history and tendency of the coordinator, based on the players they have. Is this more of a rush or return type philosophy here? How are they going to handle it? And then how do we handle it accordingly as well? And then defensively, you got to start talking about, all right, look, guys, Third down's coming up. I know what the offense is going to do. I know what the call is going to be because I hear it getting buzzed in. You start hitting pad of, okay, guys, here's what you're looking at scenario-wise. The ball could be here. The ball could be on this hash based on the direction we're going. Let's start thinking about how they're going to call this game and what they're going to do. So you always want to try and play ahead as much as you can right there. Joe, Joe we have last one. The only uh, touchdown was scored by a guy who had not had a reception in the NFL. Um, that's a play you have for your tight ends, right? He's just the next guy in there, so he does, he, you know, he gets that play that kind of blocks and then. Well, we knew he was going to be the guy in there all week, so this wasn't a situation where, you know, Mark just happenstance was in there. But, you know, that was a play designed for, you know, a couple of different reads, and he ended up being involved in it and, and did a good job making it right there. Okay. All right, all right guys, appreciate you. All right, that was Joe Judge speaking with reporters. The coach's press conference brought to you by Mercedes-Benz, the official luxury vehicle of the New York Giants. We should be getting some player reaction as well. And the player press conferences will be brought to you by MetLife, the official insurance company of the New York Giants. Joe Judge was asked several questions about some of the key defensive standouts in this game, specifically James Bradbury in terms of what he did in coverage on Devontae Smith. Now let's head to the player press conferences. Julian Love addressing the media. Julian, after all you went through last week, the bad game in Tampa, the, ch the shake-up, three wins in ten games, how much did you guys need this? 
Yeah, I mean, we needed it bad, obviously. Uh, but you know, not not just for a win in the in the column, just to set a standard for who we are as a team. I think we've been preaching that we want to be a physical, tough, resilient team, and I think that showed today in a lot of ways. And so, that's we're happy how we recovered. So you guys lost a couple of guys injuries throughout the game, so that had Aaron Robinson playing in a key moment after you know, he missed all the training camp most of the season, and it seemed like he stepped up. Like, what what did, what did it say about him, and what did you see from him today? Yeah, I think Aaron's a, a, a quiet guy um, normally, but underneath he really plays with a, a lot of swagger and energy. Um, I think he did a great job today of stepping up in a, in a big way. Uh, we mixed some things up for sure, and you know that's that's crazy for a guy like you said who hasn't wasn't in camp, who didn't play a lot this season yet. Um, and so, I mean, I'm so proud of that guy, and he does everything the right way. And uh, so, yeah, we, we really love to see that from him. On that, on that pass to the uh, near the end zone to Rager at the very end, mm. what did you see on that? Yeah, we were, in, we were in man coverage, and as soon as I saw the corner of my eye, Hurts kind of dropped back. Um, I took off to the corner of the end zone, hoping for a tip ball. And, of course, I got one and didn't come up with it. Um, but, you know, as I'm running back, I see Aaron uh, stride for stride with him. Um, and, of course, he made a great play and defended it well. And obviously, I won't come down with that, but, you know, we, we got the win. Did Rager drop it, or did he? Did Aaron bat it no, away? No, Aaron was definitely in there. Um, I think just applying pressure. And, uh, I think he's talking about the, the very last one. Oh, very last one. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, that was a, a heart-stopping play, that last one, uh, <laughs> different than the previous one. Um, that was a heart-stopping play, and I think he just played through it. And uh, he was applying pressure all, all game, and sometimes that accumulates – um, and so, yeah, Rayer didn't come down with that one at the end, thankfully. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, that's just applying pressure by Aaron all game. Yeah, I mean, you guys have obviously been here in this rivalry, and you've seen Boston Scott on the other side, mm. you know, turn it to Barry Sanders against you guys. Mm. What did you see on the fumble in that situation? Were you thinking, game over, this is it? Yeah, so obviously being here, um, you know, obviously it was me and Pep the past three years who have been here, um, and Pep not being around uh, or he's recovering. Um, I was trying to tell everybody, this guy, like, he's sneaky. He's uh, in Boston's got the sneaky player, and you can't might not be able to see it on tape, but he has some shake, has some great balance control, um, and so we really had to apply pressure to him. And obviously he you know, has some runs today that we want to correct. Uh, we're going to correct, um, but then that play where he fumbled, I mean, that's Dex Lawrence. Um, sexy Dexy making a great play, um, coming across just being relentless in his effort like he always is, um, and yeah, it's like he tossed me the ball, and so thankfully I caught that one. On the sideline, did you know what, where the guys talk about you'll have to do it again? I mean, you're, you're expecting to get back out there for the defense. Yeah, I think <laughs> I, we were fully expecting we couldn't relax, and so I think everyone was catching their breath um, because we knew we were going to have to go out and finish it, like we have done in previous years. You know, it always comes down to that last possession with these guys. Yeah. What did you do specifically that made things life so difficult for Jalen Hurts today? I mean, you guys really seem to have him off his game. Yeah, um, you know, obviously he's pretty dangerous running the ball. Um, they're finding that in their offense. Uh, with us, we just try to just play physical, just be you know, play straight up and kind of make him throw the ball, uh, so to speak. And you know, he got some runs, obviously, but when it comes down to crucial passing situations, I thought we handled him well. Um, and so that was part of the plan. And uh, you know, guys executed. And like you said, we had a a circling defensive backfield today. We were all over the place you know, in terms of positions. And so, I mean, that's a testament to how gritty we are in that back end um, to really make things happen. Was there, was there a sense that if you did make him throw the ball that, that you were going to be able to make those that many interceptions, that many takeaways? Yeah, uh, he's very talented, uh, but we wanted him to, you know, beat us throwing. Um, and so obviously he has some great runs, which we want to be better on. Um, but in terms of defending the pass, I thought we did a good job. Man, we knew it was going to be a dogfight. We knew, you know, what Philly has been doing in previous weeks. They've been kind of getting their stride. Um, and, you know, coming out of Tampa, we knew we could have played better on defense. Um, we didn't, you know, we played solid. Uh, we knew we could take the next step, and we knew we were going to have to this game. Um, and so that was our mindset going into it and through the entirety of the game, um, just really getting after it, uh, especially, you know, versus their offense. Thanks, Julian. All right, thanks, guys.
So that was Giants defensive back Julian Love addressing the media. One of the things he mentioned was the defense getting Jalen Hurts to throw the ball volume-wise. He had 31 pass attempts, and that was his most of pass attempts in the last five games because the Eagles coming in were averaging 44 carries a game. Now, they still ran 33 times for over 200 rushing yards, so this is the third straight game. They just didn't finish drives because the Giants were able to collect a few takeaways, but they did get Jalen Hurts to put the ball in the air more often than not in comparison to his recent track record, and that gave them opportunities to make plays on the ball, specifically the take Crowder interception in the end zone to end the first half, and then even prior to that, the Darnay Holmes interception that also came in the red zone. The Eagles wound up having two costly turnovers in the red zone, and when you lose by six points, you're certainly going to go back and look at that because that obviously came back to bite them. And we are still awaiting some more player reaction. Speaking of that, let's head back to the podium. Chris Myrick, the Giants tight end with a touchdown reception. Uh, it wasn't the cleanest catch, but still counts, so I'll take it. No. <laughs> nope. Is it even sweeter that it comes against this team? Uh, it would have been would have been just as sweet against any team. I mean, I didn't really put too much, being from Philly, growing up in Philly, I didn't really put too much of that into going into this game. It's just just the next game for me. I got to assume a lot of your friends are Eagles fans now. I mean, Oh, yeah, for sure. They might be a little mad at me, but that's all good. I'll, I'll, I'll take our win for sure. What was, this, what was this week like uh, for the offense? You know, you got a big change right. up at the top and, you know, how you guys kind of navigated through that. Yeah, it was really like a big collaborative effort as far as in terms of the whole offense coming together. Um, I think, you know, all the coaches did a, a great job putting, to get, putting together a game plan that we thought would work um, and really just came down to executing that today. Um, I think we did, we did a good enough job to get the win. Obviously still stuff we need to clean up um, and continue to get better at. Chris, there was a big emphasis on getting the ball to the playmakers. You're the guy who comes away with the touchdown. What, what does that feel like in the locker <laughs> uh, It's pretty cool. I mean, I don't look at it that way as me being necessarily the playmaker. I mean, I just try to, anytime my number's called, I try to make do my job and make the play. So. That was Chris Myrick, who had the lone touchdown for the Giants in their 13-7 victory over the Philadelphia Eagles. So the Giants approved to 4-7. and seven. The Eagles fall to 5-7. and seven. We'll have more player reaction. Bob Papa, Carl Banks will join me as we move along here on Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point on the WFAN Giants Radio Network. Driven by the Hess Toy Truck. And thank you so much as we welcome you back to Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point. Giants beat the Eagles 13-7. to Xavier McKinney had one of the team's three interceptions. Let's hear from him. We won the game. Xavier, obviously you guys were shorthanded in the secondary um, today. You mm-hmm. Logan and then you get Darnay go down and, um, and Dory goes down. So what do you think you guys showed about yourselves as a group in the secondary? With how uh, just uh, next man up mentality. Uh, making sure that everybody's prepared and ready. Um, you know, that's something that, you know, we emphasize in practice, uh, making sure everybody's getting reps, everybody knows what they're doing. Um, and, you know, it was it was times like when, when it did happen, when the switches were made, uh, we just had to communicate with each other uh, off the field just to make sure everybody knew um, exactly what they were doing and what call. So um, I feel like we did that and we played well. Um, we, we didn't miss a beat, which was, was a really good thing for our unit. So, you know, you've had interceptions now in two of your last three. You know, three interceptions over that span. What's kind of changed for you or started to click for you over the last month or so? Uh, just being aggressive on the ball, um, trying to make plays for my team, um, trying to be a, a game changer for my team uh, so we're able to win games. Um, so I think that's been my, like my biggest thing is just trusting what I see and going, going and get it. So uh, that's what I've been doing. And, and, and obviously I still got a lot of things I got to practice and, and work on, um, which I do every day. So. Uh, you know, I keep doing that and, and improving and, and helping us win. You know this quarterback obviously better than anybody, um, having been a teammate of this. Um, was the goal to try to make him use his arm instead of his legs to beat you? Uh, well, I mean, he's a great quarterback. Um, obviously, like you said, I played him uh, many times before, uh, or at least practiced against him. Um, so I was familiar with, you know, how he plays, but, uh, you know, he's a – you know, it's, even if you have him in the pocket, uh, he's still a great quarterback. 
Uh, he can do it with his arm, and he can do it with his, hit his legs. So um, we knew that. Um, so like I said before, during the week, it's, it was going to be a challenge today, which it was. Um, but, you know, we, we made those turnovers and got those turnovers that we needed, and uh, they helped us out a lot at the end. Can you give us the last play when you saw when the ball was going toward the goal line? Oh man, uh, yeah, I saw him. Uh, figured we had we pretty much had everybody capped. Uh, everybody was pretty much covered. Um, and then when I, once I saw him scramble, uh, I kind of tried to get back as far as I could. Um, and when he was throwing it, I was just hoping that it was going to be overthrown or a tip. But uh, A Rob uh, was it A Rob on that play? I think yeah, A Rob made the play. Um, and you know. It was it was great. We played great defense, uh, so it's happy that they dropped it. Um, but that's what I saw. We'll take three more. Hey, say the Giants retired the number of one of their greatest defensive players. Did it mean anything to you guys to come up big on defense? Of course, yeah, of course. Anytime that something like this happens on a day like this, uh, obviously, you know, we want to make. Um, you know, the players that, that played before us and, and built the foundation for us. We want to make them proud uh, with just how we play, how we go out there and fight every down um, throughout the entire game. So, uh, I, yeah, that, that definitely, you know, there was something that, you know, we saw and, uh, you know, we wanted to go out there and dominate. So that was Giants safety Xavier McKinney reflecting on the team's 13-7 victory over the Philadelphia Eagles. We will step aside, come back. We'll continue to get more player reaction as we move along here on Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point on the WFAN Giants radio network. Driven by the Hess Toy Truck. And we welcome you back to Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point as the Giants beat the Eagles 13-7. to Saquon Barkley had 53 scrimmage yards. Let's hear from him. Um, but, you know, it was a lot of stuff that was carried over, like I said, on Friday. Um, you know, your week 12, week 13 ain't really that Ain't, ain't really much more you could add and, and switch up terminology the same. So, uh, you know, obviously we had a little wrinkles in there, but we, we did a better job right there on that possession, find a way to get an end zone. That 30-some yard run you had off to the left, is that important for you to show yourself that you can do that physically in a game again coming off the injury? I mean, I know I can do it. Like, Yeah, I already know I can do it. Um, I, I know, obviously, you know, I mean, a win is a win. Uh, but I, I know I'm going to continue to get better and better uh, each week and each day um, and continue to trust myself, um, trust my body. Uh, but I know it's not like, it's not like what's the space jam, the, the monsters. It's not like someone came like just took everything away from me. Like I still got it. Um, I just got to do it more. Um, I got to be more productive in the run game for us. We got to be more productive in the run game as a whole. Um, and just on the offensive side of the ball, obviously we, we got to win, but um, you know can't be satisfied with 13 points. We got a really good defense. Um, everyone knows that. So we got to do a better job on our side of the ball um, of finishing and scoring points. And we're going to continue to do that. And we're going to take that upon ourselves and get better. Joe said the emphasis was going to be on you know, throughout this week was with players. We're going to get you guys, the playmakers, the ball in space. Like that's what their job is to do. How much did you sense that, and what does that mean for you as, as a player, knowing that that's what they are going to focus on here in the later part of the season? Uh, it means a lot as a player. Um, you know, especially. Uh, when when your when your head coach is coming out saying that, um, you know, it makes you be like, you know, I got to take accountability and make the plays. Uh, I think collectively, um, they did a really good job today of, of calling the game. And like I said, uh, against Tampa, you know, it's easy to point the finger. We got to point them. Uh, us players, we, we made some plays here and there, um, made some key plays on drives, but uh, we got to have a sense of urgency uh, when we're driving and find a way to get in the end zone and um, try to put it in our hands and, and don't rely on defense to, to finish the game for us. Were disappointed that you guys couldn't finish as an offense that you couldn't yes. finish on that last drive? Yeah, um, definitely. Um, you know, obviously it was 32. Um, you know, not pointing fingers at nobody or nothing. Uh, as a whole, we gotta be better. Uh, we have to have to have a sense of urgency there, and um, that's something we gotta continue to preach, continue to focus, and it starts this week. And it starts when we come in, um, we get the game plan. Um, you know, just look each other in the eyes and get better every single day. And um, you know, you don't obviously those things happened before and it happened, but you gotta learn from it. And we just gotta take it and roll it. And uh, great things, a team sport, um, and our defense and special team uh, came alive and. At the end of the day, we, we got to win and obviously beat Philly. So, I mean, that's a, that's a lot more to it. Last one. Do you think on offense, two questions. Do you think on offense you could have been more aggressive on that last series? I mean, obviously you're trying to meet their timeouts, but you guys lost your time. Um, no, I mean, 
at the end of the day, I, I think people feel or realize that, uh, and I'm not like coming at you guys or fans. I'm just saying um, that this is the NFL. Um, I mean, they they know. Like, okay, we're lined up. We're probably going to run the ball here. They're going to load a box. Uh, they did a really good job of penetrating. Um, we have to do a better that better job of that as a whole, as a team, um, of especially when you know a load of box coming, they're bringing pressure. Uh, they take a risk there. Um, if we, we block it off and we, we block it off right, uh, there's a chance it could be a big play. Um, but they made a play there. Um, we had another play where they were aggressive. We read it right. Um, they made another big play. Uh, that's part of it. So we just got to be better. But I don't, I don't think we got to be more aggressive. Uh, if we call the play that we called and, you know, they bring the pressure here and, and we block it off and we cut off or they, they stunt wrong and I gash it 80, 90 yards, everyone's like, oh, it's an amazing play call. Uh, so I, we can't look too far into it. I think as a whole, the, all the coaches did a great job collectively, especially this week with, with JG, going, with JG um, you know, losing his job of, you know, doing a great job of keeping us together and, and getting better. This week. Once you came off the field there, you know, what was your mindset knowing your defense had to go do it again? We know the defense is going to do it. You know, we, we have one of the best teams in the league. We have special players. Um, you know, we have some young guys stepping up, making big plays. Nay, A-Rob, Zay, Zay, who's a superstar, who, who's going to only get better throughout this league. But uh, were we upset? Yes. And I think that's a good thing. Um, you know, I, I haven't seen that, I guess you could say, in the past, uh, like where if we that mistake right there, where we felt like we put ourselves in a position where we had to rely on our defense, you know, it just wasn't only me, it just wasn't only Evan, it was us as a whole as offense. We were really upset and frustrated with ourselves because we, we know what we have and we know what we're capable of, and we just got to get back to practice week, get better, and show it next week. That's Giants running back Saquon Barkley. We're going to have Daniel Jones here as the last one up at the podium here. Lance, he's heading there right now following the Giants win here against the Philadelphia Eagles as Daniel Jones drops his bag, takes a couple steps up the stairs, and approaches the podium to take questions from the media. Here's Daniel. We'll take questions. Daniel, how'd you feel like things went with uh, Freddie Holland plays this week? Uh, I thought they went uh, went good. I think uh, communication was good today, and uh, you know I know it was a, a collaborative effort uh, with all the coaches on offense, and um, you know we uh, worked together throughout the week and kind of put the put the plan together. So uh, everything went well. What was the biggest challenge on such a short week to have you guys get together? Was it the communication, or was it everyone getting on the same page? Um, you know, I thought overall the communication was, was pretty good. I think it was just uh, getting a feel for, um, you know, their defense and what we liked against it. I think just kind of the planning process and going through the week, going through practice, kind of uh, narrowing down the game plan, um, you know, and just kind of that process of, of uh, you know, figuring out what you're going to call in the game I think was, was good and, and pretty smooth. But I'd say that was kind of the, the thing we adjusted to, you know, well this week. Daniel, the offense gets the ball back after the fumble late in the game. Any frustration you guys couldn't close it out there? And what was the play on third down that you Yeah, I mean, obviously you want to be able to close those situations out. And, and um, you know, we, we got to do better in that situation um, to do that. So uh, we'll look at it and, and uh, you know, and, and look to improve on, on that going forward. I think, um, you know, the play there was just to, to move the pocket. Um, you know, in that situation, you don't want to take or you don't want to throw an incompletion. Um, so, you know, try to stay in bounds, keep the ball. Daniel, how much did it help that the defense was playing lights out? Uh, I think that was huge. You know, I think helps, uh, you know, an understatement. They played uh, they played great all day and, and uh, came up big for us. Freddie was the one in your ear, right? Uh, he was, yeah, yeah. How odd was it wearing a wristband? Um, yeah, it was the first time, uh, you know, I've done it, but um, I thought it went well. You know, something we practiced throughout the week and, and uh, you know, got used to, you know, over the course of over the course of the week. So uh, it went well, and, and uh, I thought the communication was good. Did you actually find yourself, you know, you need to be referring to it often? Um, well, the way we were calling it, the way we were calling it in, uh, yeah, we used it a good bit. Do you guys think you'll go with that system going forward with uh, call in, look at it, and that's the play? Uh, I'm not sure, yeah. I think, you know, we, we'd uh, work the ball today. There's no issues with it, so uh, we'll keep keep working through it. 
a lot of talk this week about getting the ball to the playmakers. Um, your only touchdown was scored by a guy who had no NFL receptions and probably not would have been in that group of playmakers at the start of the week. What do you see on that play and give you the confidence to throw with him? Uh, yeah, that's a play we've, uh, you know, repped a lot in practice and, and uh, you know, Mark did a great job stepping in and, and making a play there. And I think, um, you know, certain situations, the ball on the one-yard line, you know, it's, it's kind of those, those type of plays uh, that you prepare for and, and count on. I thought guys, you know, from that other group or, you know, stepped up and made plays uh, throughout the day. And, and, you know, Kenny came, came big on that uh, drive in the fourth quarter and, and a couple other guys stepped up and made plays. So we'll keep working on it, keep working on, uh, you know, getting those guys the ball. After the touchdown pass, I think you came to the sidelines and had a moment with Freddie, uh, just kind of celebrating that that moment. Was that something? Uh, yeah, I think we were just kind of uh, talking through the drive and, and obviously what happened on the play there, and um, you know talking about what we were going to do going forward. So um, you know that's kind of the process, and I thought the communication was good with with all the coaches on the sideline today. Did Andrew Thomas tell you that he was open on any plays today? <laughs> Uh, no, I think they were doubling him. You know, they had safety over the top of Drew there. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, it was, it was good. Good to execute that play and, and a big play from Meyer there. Is it challenging this week to respond well to such a drastic change? Um, you know, I, I think um, we did a good job, kind of as a group, and, and um, you know, all the all the coaches kind of together uh, coming up with the plan. Um, you know, and, and, and understanding, you know, what exactly we were going to do going into this game. And, um, you know, I thought from a player standpoint, um, you know, we handled it well, that communication and, and getting on the same page, getting everyone together. And then uh, from a coaching standpoint, I thought they did a good job. Um, you know, they did a good job coming together with that plan and, and uh, you know, getting it to us. How much, did well, did it, how much different did it seem from a schematic perspective? Um, I think there were a couple different things here and there. I think you know the verbiage of, of what we were doing and, and um, you know a lot of it was was stuff we practiced a lot and, and carried. So um, you know a couple wrinkles here and there um, as we planned it and um, you know we'll continue to work and continue to uh, you know work through that stuff going forward. This was a tough, was a tough, tough week for you. Um, you know emotionally with with Jason, you admitted it. Is there anything that he said or anyone said that helped you get through it and what what is your takeaway from just experiencing this week and coming out of it with a win um you know i think the biggest thing this week was was focusing on you know what we were doing in that moment and controlling kind of our our response and and preparing you know each day focusing on that day to make sure we were prepared um you know for that and so that was kind of my focus is is responding and and Controlling the moment, controlling uh, you know what I was doing, what we were doing as a team at that particular time, and you know that was going to give us the best chance to be successful. So I thought we did that as a group. Well. The, the thing that didn't change was in the red zone, you guys, or even maybe today inside the thirty, not just inside the twenty, keep having to settle for field goals. Why do you think that the offense stalls in there? Uh, we just got to make plays. The same thing I've you know said before when we've gotten those questions I think you know we got to make we got to make plays and uh comes down to players in those situations uh you know got to give guys chances and and uh, we'll look to do that all right thanks so that was Giants quarterback Daniel Jones 19 of 30 for 202 yards a touchdown pass to Chris Myrick in a 13-7 victory for the Giants over the Eagles we will step aside when we come back we'll run you through the NFL week 12 scoreboard and continue to break down the Giants victory as they improve to four and seven on the season and even their record here at MetLife Stadium to three and three we'll be back right after this you're listening to Mercedes-Benz Giants extra point on the WFAN Giants radio network Driven by the Hess Toy Truck. This is Leonard Williams, and you're listening to Giants Football on the Fan, WFAN and WFAN-FM, New York. 
Lance Meadow with you. Let's take you through the NFL Week 12 scoreboard. We have three games currently in progress. Second quarter, the Broncos are shutting out the Chargers 14-0. Teddy Bridgewater, Javante Williams each with rushing touchdowns, though Teddy Bridgewater is out of this game now. Drew Locke in place of him. He left with a lower leg injury. He's questionable. The Packers are blanking the Rams 10-0. That game also in the second. Aaron Rodgers ran in for a score. Vikings and Niners tied at 7 in the first. Adam Thielen hauling in a touchdown pass from Kirk Cousins. Debo Samuel scored for San Francisco. Everything else went final earlier today. The Bengals crushed the Steelers 41-10. Joe Mixon, 165 rushing yards and two touchdowns. T. Higgins, over 100 receiving yards and the score. The Buccaneers rallied past the Colts 38-31. Carson Wentz had three touchdown passes in a losing effort. It was Leonard Fournette that did the heavy lifting for Tampa Bay. Four touchdowns overall, 100 yards on the ground and three scores. The Dolphins cruise past the Panthers, 33-10. Miles Gaskin with two rushing scores and Tua Tungavailoa hooking up with Jalen Waddell for a touchdown. He had nine catches for 137 yards. The New England Patriots are on a six-game rise. They topped the Titans 36-13. Mac Jones over 300 yards passing, two touchdown passes to Kendrick Bourne. It was the Falcons 21, Jaguars 14. Welcome back, Cordero Patterson. 16 carries, 108 yards, and two touchdowns to lead the way for Matt Ryan and company. The Jets got their third win, beating the Texans 21-14 as the Jets ran for over 150 yards. That was the NFL in action. It was brought to you by Bigelow T. Grab a mug and tea proudly. We welcome you back to Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point. Lance Meadow, Bob Papa, Carl Banks with you. Giants beat the Eagles here in East Rutherford, New Jersey, 13-7 to improve to 4-7 overall. Today's game breakdown is brought to you by your local Ford stores. Visit buyfordnow.com. Ford, the official vehicle of the New York Giants. And for that, let's run you through some team totals that stand out. Total yardage was in favor of the Eagles in this one, 332 to 264. But what helped offset that was the fact that the Giants were plus four in turnover differential. The Eagles wound up coughing it up four times, three interceptions, and then a lost fumble by Boston Scott. In terms of rushing yards, that was also in favor of the Eagles, 208 to 70 as the Eagles pretty much continued the trends that we've seen recently, except they did not do a good job protecting the football. And then, of course, red zone. Giants are just one for three, so the struggles continue there. The Eagles were one for two with a turnover, and the turnover obviously proving costly right at the end of the first half because maybe they could have walked with some points. Who knows how the game plays out from there. Nonetheless, the Giants hold off the Eagles 13-7. to And, Carl, turnover differential was significant because I read the Eagles' totals the bottom line is Philly didn't finish drive. So the Giants defense, you could say it bent, but it ultimately didn't break consistently enough. Right. Um, listen, the the Giants wanted to do certain things, and they wanted to make uh, Jalen Hurts, as, as Julian Love said in his presser, they wanted um, Jalen Hurts to become a volume passer. I think they achieved that, and that's why they were able to uh, create the turnovers that they did. Uh, they were good when they needed to be in the red zone. Um, clearly, this is, again, when, when I talk about what Jalen Hurts brings to the Philadelphia offense, it's a third dimension. His ability to to run the football impromptu at times. Um, and he hurt him a few times. But the, the reality is they put him in situations where he had to make a play passing the football. And he had to make a play outside of the normal, you know, slant or seam to Dallas Goddard. And and also keep in mind, what they gave up in the run game, they took away in Devontae Smith and Goddard. Didn't have big they didn't impact the game. Those were the guys that Hertz relied on a lot during this stretch for them, um, to, to make plays and, and to keep their offense on track. So um, the Giants were very good on third and fourth down when they needed to be. I don't know what the stats bear out, but when they needed stops, they got, you know, as big as they can get on the goal line, you know, uh, and resulted in a turnover right before the half. Uh, they had another one going in. They created another turnover. So I think it's um, it's it's one of these situations where, yeah, I mean, didn't look pretty statistically, but they did what they had to do. And they can make whatever those corrections are the next time they play Philadelphia because uh, Miami is a different football team. 
Miami is a team that's going to blitz it off a lot, and they're coming off an impressive win over Carolina. To support your points, Carl, Philly was 4 of 13 on third and fourth down combined, and you brought up Devontae Smith and Dallas Goddard. Goddard had one catch for no gain, and Devontae Smith on four targets, two catches for 22 yards. And, Bob, Devontae Smith led the team in receptions, receiving yards, receiving touchdowns coming in. Even though they weren't a high-volume passing team, that was the guy that Jalen Hurts leaned on in the event they had to go to the air. Yeah, I mean, the Giants did a good job on him. Goddard, um, Smith was wide open on the last play of the game. When they look back at the film, they're going to be sick. But not that Rager wasn't open. He dropped it. Sure. Um, You know, I look at this game, and I'm like, okay, um, Philly got the 208 yards of rushing offense. The game should have never come down to Jalen Rager drop passes. I mean, if the offense uh, was able to be more productive – I thought the Giants played well. Philadelphia had a lot of empty drives in the course of this game. Um, and obviously there was the bend but don't break. The Giants got a couple red zone turnovers, and that, that play at the end of the first half certainly was a huge momentum swing in this football game. Mm-hmm. Look, I, I give the Giants credit. I mean, they did what they had to do. They didn't give up any chunk plays in the passing game. What was the longest pass play was Rager had a 21-yarder. But they didn't give anything deep over the top. And they played well enough to win, plain and simple, defensively. Bob, you brought up empty possessions. Ten possessions for the Eagles, six turnovers. Because, remember, turnover on downs, guys, that's essentially a turnover. So I'm going to add that to the four conventional turnovers. So four possessions in which the Eagles, you could say, finished the drive cleanly. It didn't necessarily lead to points, but... That certainly adds up to a lot of empty possessions, so that is well said. And the problem with respect to the Giants' offense, here we go again. For the eighth time in 11 games, the Giants' offense either produced 20 points or less. That's now, we're talking about near 80% of the games this season. That's a lot of pressure. If you take out the Xavier McKinney pick six and the Leonard Williams uh, safety, they average 16 points a game on offense. And they averaged just over 17 last season can't win that way. Yeah, no. and they did today. They got lucky with some drop passes, but they've got to be more productive when they have the football. Absolutely, especially when you go up against offenses that are capable of scoring a little bit more against your defense. All right, well, stick with us if you're listening to us on The Fan in New York. We'll be right back with more post-game coverage, but it's time to say goodbye to the affiliates on our radio network and on the Giants' digital platforms. Final score, Giants 13, Eagles 7. Giants now 4-7 and seven overall. Eagles fall to 5-7. and seven. The Giants now prepare for a trip to Miami to go up against the Dolphins next Sunday. You've been listening to Giants football on the WFAN Giants radio network, driven by the Hess Toy Truck.